This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. All right, so Dr. Mark Westfall is here. You can check him out online, markwestfallmd.com. But you brought a friend tonight as well, Sarah Hoover from Birmingham Southern. You're the, it's not guidance counselor, that's a high school right, thing, right? Right, It's director of counseling director and, of counseling. and health services. Actually. So would you see people transitioning into college as like the main thing you deal with? It's just really a hodgepodge, really. I mean, we absolutely see a lot of freshmen coming in. Um, the transition, is, as Mark's already talked about, you know, is is real. I think for everybody, even if it's a good scenario, it's it's a transition time. It's it's new ground, new territory. Um, so new I see a freedom. lot of new freedom, new freedom, independence, yeah. rampant. Yes, and but primarily, you know, anything I would see in the community. I also do some private practice work. Um, anything I would see in the community, I'm probably going to see at college as well. Sure, you know that 18 to 22 year old uh, age range. You're going to see it all. Yeah, no doubt about it. But definitely transition is a, is a major um, piece that, that uh, my other counselor and I, Jason Peavy, I'll give him a shout out, there you uh, go. Uh, see quite frequently. What, what would you say is the maybe the most common difficulty that people have making that transition? I remember very vividly my first week. As a matter of fact, I told this story just the other day uh, to some colleagues of mine. First week on campus at Birmingham Southern, and I saw someone who I'd known earlier in life, like in middle school, mm-hmm. and um, reconnected with them at Birmingham Southern, and, and saw them, uh, you know, one morning on campus, first week, and said, you know, what'd you guys do last night? And and he said, well, we got in around four in the morning, and I, I sort of laughed, and I was like, no, seriously, what'd y'all do? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, that's not real. Like, no one is out until four in the morning. <laughs> now, of course, you know, a semester later, I understood, like, oh, okay, this is right. how college oh, works. Right. Right. Early. Yeah. But um, so what do you see most commonly that where students who who really are not successful making the transition, Mm -hmm. what what catches them up? I think definitely that what what you just talked about, you know, that that happens. I think the independence we already mentioned, you know, it's like, okay, I have no schedule. I have nobody to wake me up. I have nobody to tell me when to go to bed. So, yeah, I can stay up till four and do fine on a research paper I'm working on that's due um, in two days or tomorrow, you know. But then I think time passes on and they recognize hopefully we can catch it before it reaches that point where they have to really deal with some serious consequences right but you know i think that um there are a lot of things it's not just academics i think just finding your fit you know in in high school a lot of the students we see have many of them have known each other um you know at least come with a friend um, come with sometimes multiple multiple friends from their high school um Finding that niche uh, and that group that that they connect with is really an issue. I think loneliness is really more rampant than you would recognize on social media, you know, the first year of, of, uh, particularly the first year of college, Um, just because of that, you know, just trying to figure out where do I belong, what do I do, what am I doing with my life? This leads into another, I think, to me, is a very fascinating topic, which is the Greek system. Um, When I went through Birmingham Southern, I I didn't participate in that, Mm -hmm. and my small group of friends, we were not involved with that, but it's always been such a fascinating thing to me because... You know, I, I don't know. I've always had somewhat of a kind of adverse reaction to that idea, mm-hmm. but at the same time, so many people have positive experiences, mm-hmm. and they find mm-hmm. you know Kurt Vonnegut talks so much about this extended family idea, right. and you need a place to belong, and so a lot of people um, really enjoy that kind of thing. I'm curious to know what y'all make of of that when it comes yeah. to this loneliness idea. 
I, I think I see both sides. I, I think that Greek life, and of course it depends on where you are, you know, what college, right. but particularly at Birmingham Southern, I think we have a around, I don't want to say a percentage because I'll be reprimanded tomorrow if it's wrong, but, you know, under under 50% probably are Greek. Oh, is that and, right? Yeah. Of, on, of, of the total student body. Yeah. 50%-ish, I'll say that. Um, and, you know, but most of our students do live on campus. So most of the on-campus students, I think the percentage maybe is, is, is higher and right. seems higher. Yeah. Um, it definitely but, did when I was there. Yeah, it felt much yeah, higher than that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the Greek system saves a lot of students. Sure. You know, because they do find that automatic family kind of feel. Um, but many students choose not to. And, and they, there are all kinds of opportunities for them to, to fit in in other ways. I yeah. think they do a good job. We do a good job in a small liberal arts school of finding... Well, I can say from my experience at Birmingham Southern, I never felt out of place because I wasn't um, a part of the mm-hmm. Greek system. I mm-hmm. always, I always felt plenty happy there. I always felt like I, we, everyone got along, whether you were in that system or not. But it, it is such an interesting concept, especially maybe yeah. when you get to larger schools. And of course, you know, the Greek system gets a lot of negative publicity sure. a lot of times for, right. for things that go on there. But there's, I think, there is a lot of benefit that comes with it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never really Definitely. thought about that. I was, I was so against it. When I was in school, and of course I, I did go to a huge school. Um, Again, where did you go? I missed Auburn. that earlier. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. Now don't tell anybody though. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> since Reed and, and I work for the SEC Network and cover uh, SEC football, we don't want anyone to know that I went to uh, Auburn. I'm a therapist. Right. It'll be confidential. <laughs> okay. Right here. Okay. No one listens to the show, so <laughs> it's just the folks in this room and our parents. Nope. Uh, the only people that are going to know. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I was just so against it and saw no need for it whatsoever. And sure enough, the friends of mine that got involved in it. Um, you know, for a while, I ended up not being friends with them because they kind of left to do that thing. But also, they put up with like some abuse and stuff, right. mm-hmm. and that you know mm-hmm. made us really angry. Like, wait a minute, they did what to you? Yeah. And because you didn't save them a seat somewhere, and like I just couldn't mm-hmm. believe that whole thing. But that makes perfect sense, and I'm sure it's a pretty different system at a place like Birmingham Southern than well, it would be at a huge school. Yeah, and I think nationwide, with certainly the attention that's come along with with hazing and you know right. that type of behavior, you know that's that's hopefully lessening all across the country but um, definitely something that's this dealt with if it's ever heard of that's a whole other issue dr westfall that'd be interesting to talk to you sometime about what leads a person uh i mean obviously Mm. there's a benefit there there's a need but boy it it seems like the price you pay sometimes is it's hard to justify those two i mean Mm -hmm. in brief that the need to belong is Mm -hmm. really strong really strong they did uh some studies just briefly on um looking at uh, the brain under some uh, imaging techniques and peer rejection hmm. uh, stimulated the alarm center yeah. um, as much or more than uh, going long periods without food. Wow, yeah. So in other words, being rejected by your peers is more strongly felt by teens yeah. than going without food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty strong urge to eat. So. Right. To, to belong it's it's part mm-hmm. of our it's part of our genetics it's mm-hmm. part of our brain chemistry to need to belong to something to yeah. the group if you can imagine from a survival standpoint you need to belong to the to the herd in yeah. order to survive mm-hmm. okay you so only we get have singled very, out we have a very very strong drive to belong mm-hmm. so um, yeah. you know and, and so that's I think that's what happens and especially at that age uh, they go more on impulse and emotion. Mm-hmm. Because of the frontal lobe, with not as much development, you don't have the same um, long-term decision-making. It's more, uh, most teens, uh, when you look again under brain scans, they're making decisions with a different part of the brain. Yeah. And that part of the brain is the emotional center. So they make emotional-based decisions. 
much more. And so, you know, you get real riled up mm-hmm. and, and part of a, a group and get, you know, fired up and, and, and you'll do a lot of things that normally you wouldn't do. Have we talked before about Nurture Shock, the book? Have you read Nurture Shock? You have told me that before it's and a, I still haven't read it. It's such a fascinating book. But one of the things I'm reminded of right now is this whole also not only this lack of impulse control or also the way decisions are made, but uh, there's a chapter in Nurture Shock that talks about if you, if you say to an adult, like, hey, would you, you know, like to s- jump into a, a shark-infested tank and swim around? An adult will immediately say no. But if you say that same thing to an 18-year-old male, he will say no, but he will stop and think about it briefly and then say no, yeah. which is a very interesting, this this whole risk thing as well that's mm-hmm. a very real part of evolutionarily, right. apparently, is part of, of how we came yeah. to be. But you maybe forget about that when you're dealing with 18-year-olds. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and having that... Um, higher tolerance for risk at this age is what helps us leave home. Right. Yeah. It's an important thing, but it's it's a double-edged sword. So that's the thing, you know, putting that that brain into a milieu of a lot of other brains that are having the Mm -hmm. same decisions. You know, you got to think about it, guys. This is is really fairly new. Um, If you look at the data from number of people going to college or finishing college, um, looking just at the census numbers, in 1940, take a guess at what percent of... um, the U.S. citizens uh, finished bachelor's degree in 1940. 1940%. Uh, 35%? I would even guess maybe that's a, a touch high, par- perhaps. A bachelor's degree in 1940? Yes. I might. I was going to guess maybe 25%. Mm, yeah. Bachelor's degree or higher, it's about, oh, 5 to 8%. Wow. wow. And I wonder what the, do you have the number for, for women? That was just they weren't allowed to go to school in yeah, that seemed like because well, a lot didn't at that time. Right, right. That like was that. I don't know. I don't have it broken down uh-huh. by, by gender. Um, the number that finished high school in 1940. Anybody got that number? I'm going to go back to ooh, that's got to be higher than I'm going to say 40 percent well, finished high school. Um, I'll stick with my 36 percent, Sarah. I've heard the info, so I'm going to oh yeah, yeah. From about 30 percent. <laughs> wow, wow, so, yeah. That's really so surprising. This is a, so in 2000, mm-hmm. same questions. Number okay. that have a bachelor degree or higher. In 2000. 2000. Uh, the general population who winds up, okay, um, hmm, bachelor degree or higher. Okay, I want to say it's going to be 45%. Well, um, from go with 36%. <laughs> <laughs> You're sticking hard to that number. <laughs> It's uh, about twenty five percent. I should have gone with my first answer. That's high school. So. Oh, oh! I thought you said bachelor degree. Oh, I added too. Okay, I would have gone thirty six percent if otherwise. In twenty, yeah. But yeah. did I say no? Oh, two thousand. You're right. No, no. Two, that, okay, is, yeah. that is that is bachelor that is degree bachelor degree for okay. two thousand. Twenty five percent. Yes. Golly. So, what is the high school number for two thousand? Okay, now that's got to be. Oh, please tell me that's over 50%. Yeah, it's got to be around 36%. I'm going I'm to optimistically say 51%. 80%. Okay, thank that's you. Whew, look refreshing. at the differences. Yeah. From 25% high school to 80%. Yeah, yeah. And from 8% to 25% for college. And these are percentages. Mm-hmm. We know our population's grown. Yeah. So the total number of kids going to college has really mm-hmm dramatically expanded. We hear people say all the time that college is the new high school well, diploma. Like the it's, data. Yeah. it's exactly okay. equal yeah. to a high school diploma from 1940. And when it comes to the job market, it's, you know, if you don't have a college degree, it's right. like not having had a high school exactly. de- right. diploma. Right. So, so that there's, I mean, that's what's happened is a lot more people have entered college, but what hasn't happened is we haven't really changed the format. Interesting. Okay. Therefore, so um, I, what I'm hearing from 
colleges, and Sarah, I think, can attest to this, is they're seeing a lot of stressed students. Is mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. And the feeling, yeah. you've been there, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. The feeling is, don't let me speak for you, but to kind of lead you to where I'm thinking, is that it seems to be getting more pronounced in the, the last 20 years. The stress. The stress. Level. Absolutely. Stress is probably our number one reason for folks coming. Now, to that's what we center. can talk yeah. about after the break, because I'm curious to learn more about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. Great stuff. Uh, Dr. Mark Westfall here with us. And Sarah Hoover, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio. 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>